Okay. Okay, it's good to go. Okay, it's 12 p.m. Good afternoon, everybody. Afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, we're just getting people to come in and join our Facebook Live. Um, yeah, City Music Facebook Live. And we are located at the port at Scape. POD port at Scape, located at Scape, third floor. Okay, you just got a escalator or take the leaf, go to the third floor. And uh, this is initiated, of course, by Scape, City Music, Audio Technica. Yes, so Audio Technica, City Music, and of course, not forgetting Scape. Um, this place is also open for rental, so you can actually book this place for you to do your podcasting. If you wish to, uh, we have a very beautiful device. It's all connected. So just plug and play. Yes. So you can reach us, City Music, or you, can, you may also reach Scape for more information on the rental of the Scape, which is the part located at third floor. Um, all right. There's also another room. That's also the, um, a room, a jamming room, if you wish to jam. It's called the Rock Stage as of now. Okay, I'm not sure whether it's going to be changed to some other name, but this is currently it's called the Rock Stage. And this is initiated by uh, Ibanex, Cine Music, Scape, of course, and collaborating the Basement Studio. All right, we've got more collaborations with so many local great musicians and um, entrepreneurs in Singapore that's basically fronting all this amazing support. All right. And um, today, live stream, City Music live stream is sponsored or supported by Sony ZV-1 camera, aperture lights, beautiful lights, uh, audio technical microphones. You see on all what we are, uh, uh, what you're hearing, basically, uh, we are using the audio technical microphones. And not forgetting the Zoom, Zoom podcast, sorry, Zoom Portrait P4. Yeah, that's a P4 that we're using actually. What you're hearing is actually using the Portrait P4 as an audio interface, connecting it straight to live stream. And again, once again, uh, good afternoon, everybody, for just joining us. We are at City Music Facebook Live right now, but located at Skip. This is the first time. It's a debut that we're going to have. I mean, we're going to have more, but this is our first Facebook Live at Skip. All right. Okay, without further delay, we have a special guest today, and our guest, of course, not forgetting, it's Leon Marcus. Everybody put your hand together for Leon Hi. Marcus. Yeah. Okay, and of course, we have uh, uh, Mervin, which is going to be playing his guitar and Martin guitar, <laughs> uh, together with Marcus in a while. So are we ready, guys? So we're going to start yes. with a song, right? Okay, so we will be opening with a song. Composed by Leon himself? Yes. Okay, Leon. And Marcus, Mervin, um, uh, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but... Okay, are you ready, guys? Yes. Okay, take it away. Mm -hmm. 
like everyone else. The other boys I could love. It's so different that I wear. And a six foot tall. With a belly that's really small. He can be a huge Hollywood star. Riding limos and golden cars. My mannequin boyfriend that I can take anywhere. With no complaints and no pretense. All I have to do is disament my mannequin boyfriend. I need no woman and I need no man. Cause this mannequin is my friend. I want no mannequin boy. Oh, oh, oh. So we went for a walk. Everyone just asked, Could it be he's the perfect man with this cool white porcelain skin? He has two brown eyes, but now I think it's only one. What happened to the other one? I may have lost it in the park. We just left my mannequin boyfriend that I could take anywhere. With no complaints and no pretense. All I have to do is disament my mannequin boyfriend. I need no woman and I need no man. Cause this mannequin is my friend. I want no mannequin boyfriend. I won't miss the real thing. Well, I could make this the real thing. I could do anything that I want. Whoa, whoa, I want mystery thing. Well, I could make this the real thing. I could do anything that I want with my mannequin boyfriend that I could take anywhere. With no complaints and no pretense, all I have to do is disament my mannequin boyfriend. I need no woman and I need no man, cause this mannequin is my friend. I want no mannequin boy, oh, 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 boyfriend. Do up, up, do up, up. Thank you. Yeah! Everybody, round of applause for that song, and Leon Marcus is in the house. Yeah. So I believe that song is called Mannequin. Yes, it is. Oh, I love that song. Thank you. Yeah, simple, but it just has this. You know, nice groove and it's a little bit of that 60s element. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And you can just blend the, the modern element, you know, the, the melody driven and just put into the 60s. Like, yes. Wow, this is very clever. <laughs> very clever. I like that. I like that. 
Okay, so um, a little bit about uh, the Smelly Queen since we've been singing. So yes. maybe you can tell the audience a little bit of the Smelly Queen song. Uh, about the song, well, basically the song is written about um, in the perspective of my sister. And I, when I used to perform live, I always make this joke on stage where my sister always has this command, like when she's dating, mm-hmm. it feels like um, she's talking to a wall sometimes. The first thing I'm talking to is like, I'm talking to I a wall. See. So um, I took that and I just wrote with it and wrote like, you know, since dating a real person is like dating a wall, right. why not just pick a mannequin, like a perfect being? Yeah, that's better that, than... Yeah, than, <laughs> than a wall. <laughs> yes. So that's where the song um, inspired. But it's also um, the title track of my first EP that I released back yeah. in like 2016, 16. yes. Yes, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. You know, a little bit of a homework that I done. Basically, I, I saw like, wow. Um, and it hits the iTunes album chart at number one in 2017. Yeah. Uh, yes, and released a reworked version of a debut single uh, and featuring local musicians Veronica and um, Thieves, even. Yes. Yeah, it's much spelling it right, correct. Correct, yeah. yeah. Thieves. So a little bit of that, you know, uh, um, how this came about. Well, basically, like when I first um, put out my stuff, um, um, people always um, tell me like, oh, um, your aesthetic is kind of like Disco Hue. I think like you should like, you are like a male version of Sherilyn. So like, I think y'all should work together. So I was like, okay, cool. Lit. Then I never really got the chance to um, talk to Sherilyn. But um, I think one day I reached out to um, Thieves and uh, he was like on board. And I was like, okay, can we like get Sherilyn on it? I think it would be really funny to put a spin. And I really like, I really enjoyed like the whole um, aesthetic and like the sound of Disco Hue. So um, Thief was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, he just jumped on the track, remixed it. Charlene wrote her own verse. So um, Circles was about friendship. But once um, Charlene added her verse, it kind of became like a, a relationship kind of song. And um, yeah, and then we went, we went to like shoot a cover art, which we climbed a very odd um, but peculiar um, sculpture. I don't think we we're supposed to climb it, but we climbed on it just to shoot the picture. <laughs> Everything for aesthetics. Yeah, so, and then we released that um, late, like, in 2017. So you wrote the song and the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. So I kind of, like, write all my songs. Um, and uh, back then, because I had no producing um, experience, so I wrote, I composed, and uh, I usually, like, work with a producer to make out the sound that I want. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, now I'm going to go to a question. Yes. Um, so, what what is actually a f- uh, make yourself like first got into music? Uh, I I kind of share this story a lot, which is kind of weird. Like, music is kind of like by luck. It's not something that I aspire to be like doing music. Right. So when I was young, I, I'm always like into science and math, but I'm not good at math. But I like math, and then um, I wanted to like be a chemist and um and uh, study botany, which is pl- about plants. Mm-hmm. But then um, my, my parents are very strict. So my mom would put me on all these lessons in order to monitor my schedule, just so she know where I am. Right. And one of them was um, a keyboard class, which she wrongfully signed me up for actually a songwriting class, not a keyboard class. So that's by accident. That's by accident. And then um, I, w- I didn't realize it was a songwriting class until I graduated. Like one year, you know where you get the cert, and then uh-huh. they wrote 
songwriting. And I was like, wait, so on this one, I'm not learning keyboard. I'm just learning <laughs> how to write songs. So um, from that on, I met like my mentor. And I, I like, I would call him my mentor because he gave me a lot of opportunities when I first started. Wait, and do, you, do you want to mention his name? Oh, yeah. His name is Chi Sheng from um, Intune Music. Oh, Intune Music. Yeah. Oh, so okay. um, it's very weird how we met because I was just sitting down. I was young. And he, the first time we met, he walked up to me. He looked at me with shades. And then he put on his shades. He's like, um, what's your name? I was like, oh, Leon, how old are you? Um, 15. Okay. He put back his shade and he walked off. Oh, and I was like, okay, like, this guy is scary. And then it turns out he was my teacher. So immediately when he saw me, he's like, you sit in front of me. Okay. So, but um, yeah, so he, he, he kind of like drilled me to write songs. And then um, eventually, um, I think it came to a point where I was asking like, oh, why am I writing so many songs? And then he was like, um, so basically I've been trying to like, you know, push a song out to like different like um, jingles and stuff. And then that's when um, I did my first like commercial thing, which is together with like a charity organization. And uh, he also gave me like gigs to perform. And I did a lot of like singing backup for people. And um, that's when I started to think, you know, since I'm already doing it, like why not just do it and try and see how it pans out. And wow. that's how it started. Yeah. Right. And you, and you just mentioned you started at 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing marble at fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, yeah, just nice, a very nice start of your music career, the yeah. journey. Um, do you play any musical instruments? Uh, I play musical instruments. I do, but very basic, and it's only because like I was forced to. So back then, like there were a lot of gigs that um require you, like for example, um, in order to play this gig, you you have to know how to play the ukulele. Uh-huh. So um, I would. So how I learned how to play the ukulele was um. I, I got the gig call on Tuesday right. and it was supposed to happen on Saturday. And I was like, yeah, I know how to play the ukulele. And then I forced myself to learn the <laughs> ukulele so that I can get the gig. Right. So I can like, cause like um, gigs are hard to come by. Yeah. yeah especially that you're new. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, okay. I'm, and it's paid. Yeah. I, I can play. And the same for guitar as well. It's wow. like, um, hey, can you perform three songs? I'm like, yeah, I can play the guitar. Yeah, sure. And then I forced myself oh, to learn wow. four chords. And how long, how long it takes? I mean, you to actually learn the guitar or even the ukulele. Like a maybe like a day or two for oh like four chords. Wow. Yeah, it's fast. And then after that, I just like stopped. <laughs> when it's not needed, I didn't continue. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a fast learner. You pick up very fast. I oh, guess wow. it's under stress. Like you need to meet the deadline. So I'm like, okay, right. I need to get this gig right. So I learned how to play. Awesome, awesome. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. So okay, how about like formal music background? Uh, so prior to. Um, having because now I'm currently studying at LaSalle College of the Arts I'm pursuing a BA in music in music yeah wow that's nice so um, I'm majoring in vocals wow, uh, yeah wow so how long already have you been uh, it's in been a year half this is my second year, second year. 2.2 yeah okay. but prior to that it was just me out there like performing and like trying to get experience and I used that experience to get into LaSalle because I was studying studying um, child psychology early oh. education so um, um, when I decided, like, okay, you know, I'm going to do something for myself. Okay. So I decided to, like, sign up for LaSalle. And my parents were, like, they weren't happy. But when I got through, um, I was, like, I, I got, like, uh, I had to choose between studying at ADM mm-hmm. and LaSalle. But I eventually decided I'm going to study music. Only because I feel like um, some skills I would learn is to effectively communicate with my bands on, like, the sound I want. Because... I used to communicate music through colors, which is very weird. What is that? Or like imaging. 
it's like, very artistic. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so different than the yeah, um, music. Music, but like um um, the people I work with couldn't really understand. They look at me like they think I'm crazy. <laughs> so, like, so I want to kind of get like this vibe. It's like imagine an ocean, and like okay. this is the vibe. Then they they right. go like, I don't know what you want. <laughs> So I decided like I needed to study um, music. So now I'm studying a BA in LaSalle. So how do you find yourself putting yourself in, in, in LaSalle? Mm-hmm. So you find any progress a lot more than what you had, you know, before? I think LaSalle teaches you a different kind of skill set, like more technical skill set, right. where uh, I think right now I'm able to articulate what I want in my music. And of course, um, learning how to produce is a huge bonus. And um, yeah, and basically like hanging out with musicians and people you know, of like various degrees because there are some who have been studying since diploma. There are some who just never did music, decided to do music, mm-hmm. some who came in by experience. Um, it's a fresh take on a lot of things. I mean, my perspective, because you know, when you're doing music out there, you get jaded for a while. Yeah. But when you meet all these new people and like they are telling, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah, it's very refreshing and like it kind of motivates you and it kind of, I used to like be very uptight on like what music I put out, what visuals I put out. But after like studying with like people who are just creative all around, right. I just decided that, you know, like, um, although it's important, the marketing and the visuals, um, uh, I should like chill a little and just put out whenever like I'm ready to put out um, music and ready to like um, do like shoot a music video or to prepare for a music video. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any plans, Kate? Now, you have, uh, I believe you have one more, one and a half years to go? Yes. Yeah, so do you have plans of what you're going to do like after you graduate from Masao? Uh, I am very passionate about um, teaching um, like youths only because um, there was an opportunity that was given to me when I was young right. and I want to give back. So um, wow. I, I do have plans to um, um, probably like develop talents, um, like not just musically but visually. Right. And because um, we, when, when we went to South Korea and performed in South Korea, um, um, even like the indie bands, they were very well put together, mm-hmm. like visuals, everything on point. And it, we thought like something that is only K-pop has, but actually K-indie is the same. And even when they're performing to like no one, right? Um, the act is still on. So there's this whole band where all of them wear suits, and suits. yeah, and they all have this like handkerchief. Uh-huh. And when they perform, they're supposed to like use handkerchief to like point. point. Oh. But there's nobody there, and they still did it. So I think that's one thing that I really learned um, from uh, that I want to bring over from um, Korea, which is like the importance of like excellence in all mediums of art, even right. though you're a musician. So. Um, yeah, so that's like kind of my plan to do. And I think that um, it's very important as well as it will kind of like, I don't know whether it will help, but knowing that like, um, oh, once I graduate from somewhere, I there's an actual form I can fill out to um, get an interview to be a performer, makes mm-hmm. things more concrete. Right. So when parents, over time, when, you know, let's say more companies start to do this, um, people, the idea of becoming performers will not be so um, distant. Because it's actually like, oh, I just need to fill out a form. Like right now, like when we graduate, we're like, um, there's no form. There's nothing exactly. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I want. And I think um, that's important. Wow, this, yeah. this sounds like a good plan ahead, actually. Uh, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wish you all the best in the, in Thank the, in the you. career. Uh, uh, okay, so um, let's move on. Okay, yes. now, who inspired you to make music? Is there anyone or anybody? Um, so like 
when it comes to of course like my mentor inspired me but um when it, when you're talking about like artists wise i am actually very i'm um initially i was very um what kickstarted everything was um powerful women they inspired me a lot only because like i was raised by my mom and um i always um respected women a lot so um when like um i think i i did a whole thesis on this which is like in 2016 or 2015 when um women started to get on the billboards charts mm-hmm. more often mm-hmm. and um that was when i and and they started to write about things that is apart from love everything else they wrote about like um self empowerment anthems and i decided okay like, that's the theme i want to write about because back then we all like most of the subject matter when it comes to pop music it's about love cheating the person the person leave me i'm like oh yeah. like get out the door like so when um um like um people like that came about that's what really inspired me and then when i um one to one two huge inspirations would be lily allen lily allen's uh, i feel like lyrically she's very smart when she writes lyrics and um conceptually i am very inspired by marina and the diamonds Whoa. yeah because each for her which is the kind of same concept I follow which each album represents an era right and they can be drastically different they don't have to be the same yes. and it's a whole like theme and a story from yeah. top to bottom and that is um what I I kind of like grew to enjoy and then um right now I'm very like inspired by just chill stuff so like IU which is Korean <laughs> and some Japanese um music as well as Thai music Yeah. Oh, there's a nice blend of different cultures and and it's it's very colorful. Yeah. And I I like it because it, it sounded to me like you know it's music from the heart. Yeah, yeah. Really when I hear the first song in fact it's like it really comes from the heart. Thank it's, you. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, now um Now, in in general, we have, we have spoken a little bit about the, the music that you do. So, yeah. let's cover a little bit more on the music that you have created, you know, the creative process of making the music. Uh I think a lot of times it's um a visual thing. So I write based on um it's either a sensation or like visually wow. like what's in my head. Mm-hmm. So like for Mannequin, um I wrote it imagining like okay, this is a song that like um let's say if my sister was a um um a uh, a uh, um like larger than life personality and she wanted to tell a person like you're boring this is how she will approach it she will be like the supremes <laughs> she'll be like you know um like like the person will be in the audience and she will be singing this and uh, most of the times it's how i approach um writing creatively i think um for me as long as there is a story that i am um kind of invested in i'll be able to write and um visuals are like a huge aspect of what um how how i write and what i do and uh Yeah, so I guess yeah, that's why like writing is not very hard for me like like it comes like usually I finish a song like in 10 15 minutes. Wow. So, yeah, so I just just write about anything I want to write about. I feel like art it's where you express yourself. You shouldn't right. censor yourself. Yeah. Even if you put your music out and people censor you, that it's um something that you can't control. But when you are writing, you should try not to censor yourself as much as possible. Right, just let it go. Just let it go. Just write. I think a lot of times, like songwriters especially, yeah. they have this idea like, okay, like I want the song to sound like this. Mm. I want the lyrical theme to be like this. Exactly. Yeah. It, it forbids them to explore um, other alternatives or where the song could go. So I would say like I'm a person that follows the song. 
rather than trying to make the song follow me. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice statement. Because yeah, most most of the songwriters, I I you know, they, they just think they don't think out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, I mean probably they can't, or probably there's a, a certain commercial value that they actually uh, uh uh you know preserve in order for it to be commercialized. But if you think out of the box, it, it just just goes bigger. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's nice. That's a nice uh, statement actually. Um okay. Where you, I mean, you mentioned just now earlier that uh, you also perform, right? yeah. So p- perhaps you can just you know share like you know uh, where you perform. And... Uh, I've played most like we have like, me and Mervin have played in a lot of um, uh, mostly like Asia. So we have played in Hong Kong, Taiwan, Thailand, South Korea, Singapore. Um, we did live streams for for the states as well. Oh. Um. Yeah, and recently we had a virtual tour, which also happened, which also it was live stream in Korea and um, Hong Kong. So mostly Asia, um, yeah, and like all the like weird underground places. Yeah. Wow. How do you I mean? Just maybe you can share. How do you get through this? This you know, not just local, but somewhere. Wow, so many places all over the world, and yeah. Well, for me, I I decided to reach out overseas and branch out because uh, when I was much younger. Um, I was a um, very angsty teen. So I felt like nobody understood me here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I reached out overseas and when they heard my stuff, they're like, oh, actually it's not bad because I, I feel like maybe the stuff I do um, might be a little too peculiar. But overseas, like, you know, people like in Taiwan, more yeah, more open to like right. peculiar stuff and art. Yeah. So um, especially Taiwan, Taiwan is a very open place really? when it comes to art. Yeah. Huh. So um and surprisingly, South Korea as well. And when, when when we reached out and they were like, oh yeah, come and perform. Um, um, sometimes I might be able to get funding, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. But for me, like music comes first. And like, this is a funny story that I don't really share. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Taiwan, um, I think a week later, I was supposed to go to Hong Kong with him because we're supposed to play at um, this festival. So, but um, when Taiwan reached out, like when I, when I emailed and they reached out to me and said, hey, we would like you to perform. And it was in front of like, Hundred and twenty thousand people. Wow! Yeah, it's a huge number. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, like it's a lot of people. Like this chance will never come. I only yeah. have like two hundred dollars in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so like, should I do it? Because I already spent money on going to Hong Kong, right? A week later. So I'm like, you know what? This experience will never come. Let's go. So I went to Taiwan. Um, spent two hundred dollars on or more on the flight back and um going there. I didn't have a hotel. I so I went oh. there, I did my interviews and did like a press conference and performed, sound check, had an after party and did the after party. And they're like, Oh, um, where should we send you to? Like, where do you stay? I, I was like, oh. oh so I randomly Googled a hotel and said, <laughs> Yeah, just drop me there. I stay there. So they dropped me there and um they left and I went back. I, I walked towards um this area called Seaman thing. And right beside I remember, right beside H and M. There's a like very old cinema. I, I slept in a toilet in the cinema. Oh dear. And like um I did a sheet mask and like, okay, this is life. <laughs> at least I performed. Woke up the next day and then went back to the exact same hotel that they were supposed to pick me up at. Because wow. I stayed there. And go like, oh yeah, my night has been great. <laughs> oh, wow. But like for me, um, I would never trade that experience only because I feel like um it, it made me who I am and it made me treasure like the little things when it comes to like music and um, and it's an experience that you can never like get back. Like, who who 
ever gets to see 120,000 people in front of them. Wow. It's a very weird, surreal experience. Yeah, but yeah, but it's still funny. Yeah. I slept in a toilet. <laughs> in a in a public toilet. <laughs> wow, I can feel you, man. It's it's an experience that money can't buy, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it makes you stronger, it makes you, you know be a much better you know you know in terms of everything and it's not only just music it's yeah but i probably wouldn't do that now because i'm too old like when i was younger <laughs> i was like very adventurous like yeah let's do it like now i'm like i can't even jump like most of my songs are so energetic and jumping is hard so I, wrote, okay. I mean you are now how, how young i'm 25 yeah wait till you itch like, yeah you are my age <laughs> then you know it's even worse <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right, so when you perform, right, you have a specific favorite song that you love to just pour to audience. Like of my discography, mm-hmm. I would think Alive because we end every show with Alive. And um, it was also um, the song that kind of like made me realize, okay, maybe like the local people don't hate me that much. <laughs> and um, because like I, back then when I wrote the song, I was struggling with um, an eating disorder as well as um, clinical depression. So I wrote that song um, um, in, in light of um, wanting to be that person that I wrote about. And I never expected like things to go the way it is. But when I put that song out and that record out, like people were DMing me about like their own personal stories, right. which is very sweet. At the same time, very awkward because like I don't know how to reply. Like they'll be like, Leon, um, I'm also struggling through depression. How share? yeah, can you share? I'm like, uh, I am not certified to tell you what to do, <laughs> but like it's very nice to see like a community built around that. And oh. like basically that's what I aspire to do when it comes to music. It's to form a safe space. Even in my shows where people come for anybody of um, anything they come for like that one hour they get to be themselves strip away like all the expectations that the world has put upon them mm-hmm. enjoy themselves and then leave the concert and put back whatever mask that they decided to put on for society right. so that's that's always been my goal and it has always it never changed that so i would say a life because um, i think it's a song that people resonate better with and Singing that also, it's like a personal um, therapy. It reminds me that I am still working towards being that person I aspire to be. Yeah, and and I realize that because of these, it creates the positivity in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's nice. That's so sweet. Now, do you also perform with like playing uh, or singing cover songs? Yeah, yeah. We 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 occasionally sing cover songs. What was your favorite? Or what is your? Uh, we used song? to play a lot of Melanie Martinez. Ah. Because like the whole creepy and ting angs thing, and then um, we play a lot of Katy Perry, Teenage Dream. Because I honestly think it's a solid pop record, but um, nobody wants to give her a Grammy for that. Just that record, not Witness, mm-hmm. but but Teenage Dream, very good record. Um, and then um, we occasionally perform uh, other languages like Korean music, as well as Mando music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, there's never one um, kind of pick cover songs based on our audience mm-hmm. and the vibe of like the show. So let's say if it's the young kids, mm-hmm. um, we would probably sing Sweet by Cycle by Ava Max because I feel like young kids will know that song mm-hmm. or Say So by Doja Cat. But if it's like to an older audience, probably like Tonghua, like, <laughs> like old music. So you <laughs> do sing. Yeah, yeah. Music. Now there's a question I'm going to ask you. So 
what do you think of the 60s, 70s, and probably the 80s music? Do you listen to them and do you sing them? Yes, I, I actually really enjoy like the 60s, 70s, and, and 80s and 90s as well. Because when I first started writing, one, man, one, one of my tips that my mentor gave me was, in order to write a good song, you need to, be, you need to listen to more songs. So I went to listen to like the discography from the 60s, 70s, 80s at Esplanade Library, you know, where they have the free albums. Yes. So I went to listen like, okay, oh, this is the top like, album of the year. So I'm going to listen to it. This is the top song of the year. Um, and I really enjoyed, especially um, the, seven, the 80s and the 90s. The 90s was kind of weird era, but uh, the 80s I enjoyed because every art was at a pinnacle where nobody gives a shit. Everyone just does what... what um, they want to like look like what they want to do, and then the nineties is like transitioning to the early, the late, um, the early two thousands. The early two thousands also had a very weird sound sonically, like a lot of cowbells, which I don't understand. Like a lot of song has that cowbell, yeah, and that um, that um, that synth sound that was in like most boy bands and most pop, like yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed that, and I think also, um, I mean. Um, but mostly the 80s because people are just like crazy in the 80s. But the 60s, I, I enjoy the 60s only like aesthetically they look very nice. But it's because everyone's so well put together. Yeah. Everyone, like um, especially Motown. I enjoy Motown so much. Oh, yeah, I that's that's why I love like the Supremes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love, um, I like the idea of like, uh, like a, like a vocal, like vocal trio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think song, it's very right? interesting. Uh, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, I love them too. Okay. Um, any famous musicians that you admire? Uh, I admire like Jesse J. Jesse J. Yeah, I think um, of all the record, like most of her records, it comes from um, her heart. Mm-hmm. And even if a record doesn't do well, um, she acknowledges it and she um, kind of knows mm-hmm. like, and, she, and it doesn't stop her. She writes music for herself and I think that's the most important thing. So I would say Jessie has always been a constant inspiration. Right now, it would probably be um, like, uh, okay, like I'm really into Doja Cat now. Oh, because, why, why is that so? Okay, before she was famous, I watched live streams a lot. And like, she's really hilarious on live. Like, she writes music live. So oh. she plays a track and then she writes on live stream. And then oh. people would tell her like, um, you shouldn't write the lyrics like this. And she would like, look at the camera and break the 4-4 four four and scold the person. <laughs> you don't tell me what to write. I get to write what I want to write. Wow. And then like, she's very funny, very comical. And even when she, uh, she got famous over the Moon song which um, it's about a cow. The whole song is about a cow. And uh, she didn't take herself seriously. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that the world needs a lot of that right now because a lot of music is very serious now. Yeah. Like, it used to be like everything is fun and love. Mm-hmm. And then people started to write more serious music. And then it became like the norm. Not everybody is like very serious. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to like write fun songs or like meme songs just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoy like sometimes just taking life a little easy. So that's why Doja appeals to me so much now. I see, I see. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, now, this is the next question. Yes. Do you think music has a future or probably a career? Uh, in Singapore? In Singapore? Yes, I do think so. I, I think that um, everything starts somewhere. And uh, 
Um, but I think the most important thing is um, for uh, for people to believe that like um, music's gonna take you somewhere. I think a lot of times the hardest part about um, doing anything in a performing arts, not just music, like acting or or um, being an artist or painter, is that over time, I think the biggest struggle for creatives, for me, I at least I feel, is like the self-doubt. It's like when you're doing music after a while, and like sometimes the songs go well, sometimes songs don't go well, and you ask yourself, why am I doing all this? Mm-hmm. Like, what's, the, what's the point? What's the point? Right? It's not like I'm going to be as big as whom, 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 whom. Yep. So what's the point? Yep. And... I think that um, stops a lot of people from continuing yeah. and pursuing. But the, the importance of it is that um, we need to have more people so that we have a, a, the music industry has visibility. Mm-hmm. And we can see that when um, now we have a bit more musicians and we have a bit more visibility. I think that's the first step of making it like um, people go like, oh, okay, so Singapore do has like a music industry. And uh, which I, I kind of always say like, there's nothing to prove only to share so when you do music it's not to prove that you can be number one it is not to prove that um, um, to people like oh I am being my authentic self yeah. you just do it because you have something to talk about you have something to share and yeah and, and the best art comes from that like um, I don't think that when Vincent Van Gogh painted his painting of him cutting his ear he was like I want to prove to the world that I'm a ro- hopelessly romantic lover I, he just painted because it's just his story right and same goes for like um, music and songs, right? Like when um, I'm sure, like when Pink wrote um, "Family Portrait," it's never really about. Oh, I'm gonna tell you how like I, I'm an agey girl. I I have a depressed life. No, it's basically just they needed an outlet to share what they feel. They put it out there, and people resonate. And sometimes your story is uniquely you, yeah. and sometimes your story is not, and that's fine. That should not be where you hold your own self value to. I think a lot of musicians don't see that or a lot of artists don't see that. So they think that if people say, people don't resonate with me, it means that I'm not good. It means my story is not interesting enough. But that's not a point. Like the point is that that is an outlet for you to speak about who you are and what you are. And anything beyond that is beyond your control. So you should just focus on just sharing. So I think the most important thing is for us to not give up and continue doing. And I do think that there is a viable um, way because like a lot of musicians now and because the world is so interconnected by internet um, it doesn't really matter where you put out music you know if your music resonates with a group of people it resonates with a group of people so I do think that it's a viable um, source of a career it's just the perceptions people have on musicians and them taking that perceptions and um, stopping themselves from pursuing it as a career I, to- yeah. I totally, you need to say, I totally feel you. Yeah. I, I'm very inspired, you know. No. <laughs> like, I, I believe out there, people out there is listening. I, I, you know, because when we talk about music and in, in Singapore generally, you're like, okay, stop being this as a, taking, taking this as a career, you know, and think of something else. Probably this is like a secondary thing that, you know, just for leisure, fun. But when you, when you, when you speak to, from, from the heart and you like, okay, despite that, you know, okay, we are all, we all, struggling musicians and, and, and we are trying our best but what 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 people may forget is basically music is from the heart it's not what you want to front what you want to be in the limelight for right, right yes. that's just very be- you know it's, it's so humble of you to to share this is is beautiful and um right um so if let's say it's not music okay let, let's take as if like you're not doing music okay what, what do you think you'll be doing 
I want to be a scientist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, like I have dreams like of... like a contrast. You know? Yeah, yeah. I have dreams of working at NASA. Like in the past. Wow. Like, um, and like my three areas of study mm-hmm. would be chemistry, biology, and botany, which is about plants. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized I'm not good at math. You need to be good at math to do right. science. So um, I gave that up. Um, so I would say um, probably that. Or I'm a like... Honestly, if I were not to do music, I'll probably choose a job that's like nothing related to media. Maybe like a coffee person. Like I make coffee, a barista. Mm-hmm. Or maybe um, a delivery guy. Really? Yeah, only because like I think um, I, I, I like the quiet life. I don't like um, to rush like the to, crowd, you the know. crowd, or like to rush. Like I'm working because I'm hoping in the future I can have a better future. I live for today, and I think that's one thing I learned. I guess um, when you have like when you're clinically depressed, <laughs> um, tomorrow seems very bleak. So you kind of live for today. Right. So as long as today I'm 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 doing like a hundred percent me and a hundred percent what I'm happy with, then I'm happy. I, I I don't ask for much. I, I don't really do much anyways. So I would say like a more typical job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were mentioning about depression. Yes. Sorry, I'm, I'm just going to go a little bit dive. Sure, sure. Come. So um, I believe you know, when you explain about depression, you was yes. like, you know, I, I, I basically read about you, but I don't see the depression in you. I, I see a lot of positivities in you. That, that basically, the, 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 you know, I and I, 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 you know, to what you actually explain, you are actually a very strong person, indeed. Uh, I, I guess so. That's what people say. <laughs> but, really? but uh, I think a lot of times that's where like, that's where the scariness comes from. It's like a person might be depressed, mm-hmm. but um, you can't really tell. And um, because depression for me, for me personally, my experience, it comes in waves. And it's something that I've experienced when I was young. Like since young, I've always felt the way I felt. So to me, when you explain to me like, oh, being very happy, I don't know what happy is because I never experienced happy. To me, this is my default feeling, you know. <laughs> so so um, the positivity comes from really just um, my mom. My mom is a very like positive person. Because um, she, she is like the head of the house. She runs her own company. She's a career woman. And she always tells me like, you know, um, although it's kind of like people will get offended. Like she always say, it's all in your head. If you're positive, things you can like, you can push through it. Um, which I kind of believe, but kind of not believe. Because like sometimes I go like, you don't understand how I feel. That's a thick line. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, to me... Her being her and existing, mm-hmm. and of course my sister existing, and all of a lot of my other friends who struggle, you know, even day to day, they made me feel like um, there are many things I think worth um, seeing tomorrow. So I think that's where the positivity comes from. It's not really from myself. I mostly take it from people. I get like very depressed. It's just that um, it's not the energy I want to put out. Like the juju, I don't like like I don't like bad juju. So um, I always try to put out as much good juju because I feel like my negative juju, it's not anybody's responsibility to bear. And I know putting it out there, it's not like a bad thing because sometimes you need to talk about how you feel. Yes. But I just don't want people to feel how I feel because it's 
very suffocating. So I try to be positive most of the times. So I guess that's where like the positivity comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yes, because to be honest with you, I, it's nothing to shy about. I mean, I, I, mean, I do face kind of like depression. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, you know, I, I usually have somebody to actually reach for, for, for what I believe that's okay, I'm, I'm going to be not negative yeah. but using this as a positive object mm-hmm. and then that's how you get that positivity coming yeah yeah right I think that's that's, that's how it works yeah, yeah I mean the depression is always going to be there so um, if you have a good day if I have a good day I would just take it and just revel in it because I don't know when the next good day will come yeah. so that's how I like view life I guess that's why I'm chill yeah. I think I'm chill <laughs> but it's good to share this is this is you know it's some, nothing to hide it's, it's you know, it's very humble of you to share this because, you know, there are pe- a lot of people out there that's probably facing even worse than what we or you are facing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to share. Yeah. Thanks, Leon. Thank you. Okay, move on. Um, how do you feel the internet has impacted the music business? I love the internet. I love the internet. I love the memes. I love the connection. Mm-hmm. I love TikTok. You know, it's so weird. Yeah, I, I watch your Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> There's so many different different things. You wake up from your sleep and like yeah, yeah. doing all these things. And... I, I love TikTok. Um, I, I love the internet only because like, um, I get to find people who have the same sense of humor as me as well as um, knowledge is everywhere and I'm a very curious person. I would like to find out more stuff. And I think um, the internet right now it's a platform where a lot of social change can happen because um, when you put out a message, everybody gets to see it. Every, like, you know, it's not like, oh, last time we used to, like, if I want to say something, I want to, um, let's say, um, talk about a certain issue. Mm-hmm. When I say it's only within a group of people, mm-hmm. right now, if I just tweet something or I just post a video, it has the potential to reach millions of people. And... Um, I think the internet, it's a great place only because it now gives artists, musicians, any creative person the freedom to um, reach out to their own cult following, their own um, target audience. And uh, it kind of like levels the playing field for everybody. Right. right. So like, like if you last time you're an Asian artist, you'll probably like be big in Asia. That's the max. That's the max, yeah. Right. But right now, Look at like um, South Korean artists or even some Thai artists. Yeah, they, proud, yeah, they like um, transcended and spilled yes. over to America or, um, you know, even um, Africa. Yep. So, and vice versa. Yep. So I think uh, the internet is great. I love the internet. Yeah, it breaks the whole barrier. Yes, music. mostly for memes though. I love memes. I love like funny memes. He like memes too. <laughs> 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 memes are weird, like, but it's so lit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's nice. Um, okay, how active are you on uh, IG and yeah, FB or uh, most of the social media? Um, surprisingly, I'm not very active on, S- on my on my SNS only because like, um, I only tend to post things when like I have new music coming out, which is not a good thing because everyone keeps telling me, oh, when you do yeah, right, like right. when you do that, it feels like there's a disconnect because people don't understand yeah. like. Because you're so like professional, your whole Instagram is professional, which I'm trying to change. But uh, it's for me, it's very hard to be um, vulnerable speaking. Mm-hmm. That's why I do it for my music. But um, I'm not very active. But I am pretty now. I'm pretty active on TikTok, and I'm pretty active on. I'm constantly like 
active on Instagram because I just like the platform. Mm. But uh, now it's more so on TikTok because it's just 15 seconds videos mm. and it's so easy to do some random things. And then like um, whether people like or not, it doesn't really matter, but it's like 15 seconds. Mm. And um, it's interesting also like the platform, how now most of like the top songs are all from TikTok. So you can kind of like see trends of like which music will become famous when you're on TikTok. Because TikTok music is usually like one of the top 10. Yeah. So um, that's how Doja went big as well through TikTok. So um, so I wouldn't say I'm very active. I try and everybody tells me to be active on social media because it's important. But like um, it's very tiring. So um, I usually just, there'll be one day I'm super productive. I'll make like maybe eight content like videos or stuff and then I'll just let it roll out on its own and then not check my social media so I think real time I'm not very active but like online people see that like, oh every day he's putting out something yeah those are like pre-planned content I'm not very active on social media <laughs> okay Leon just in case you know, those out there who yes. wants to actually watch you or catch you on the Facebook mm-hmm. Instagram you can you share it with them, like your platform or oh. the social media platforms that you have? I am. Um, it's Leon Marcus on all platforms. So it's I T S L E O N M A R K C U S. Yeah. Okay. All right. All the same. All the same. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So we have next question. Uh, do you podcast yourself? Do I podcast myself? Yeah. Uh, I guess the closest thing podcast we had was the virtual tour that we did. Um, that spanned from. October, October, yeah. November, December, and then January 2021. Okay. Um, but it's mostly performances. So I wouldn't say it's like a podcast, podcast, like talking. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't podcast myself, but I, I do live stream and perform right. like back in 2020. How was the response for the virtual tour that you mentioned? Um, actually, like, I think we got up to like a few, like, more than total like 20 plus k wow. views that's quite a nice number yeah for um like each show about like um 700 wow. views um and we try to switch up so we have like acoustic nights where um the whole set and visual of our um, um live stream changes and then we have like our lyric dissect which is the ones that like we talk about songs mm-hmm. and then we have like um sponsored sponsored performances so like performances we do with brands so like the escape artists um events partner club be bang what's the other one um hk eats all yeah so um those are like performances that are um, designed for those brands and then yeah okay uh is there any best advice that you've been given by anybody yeah um there's nothing to prove, only to share. That's like the best quote I've gotten in my whole life. I stole it from somebody, from some girl uh-huh. that uh, told me this. Um, so if she's watching, I'm sorry if I see your quote. I've been <laughs> saying it for like the past six, seven years. But I honestly, truly believe that. Like there's nothing to prove, only to share. Wow, that's a nice yeah. thing. So, um, nice yeah. I like that. Can yeah. I? Can I? Yeah, you can steal it. I'm sorry <laughs> that your code has been stolen again. Yes, by me. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could change um anything about the industry, what would it be? Um, that's something that applies to myself as well, not just okay. Yeah, the industry industry. Yep. 
but I think all of us tend to because I think I don't know for what reason for me probably because of my awkwardness and comfortability but we tend to be very exclusive to a group of people that we feel comfortable in mm -hmm. so that's that even applies to myself and I think that's something that um, perhaps we all <laughs> need to work on um, and I'm guilty of it like for me I'm just very like if I'm comfortable with someone I would just work with the same people but I think it's important to not limit yourself and be exclusive like you know music inspires music pop art inspires pop culture mm -hmm. and everything is intertwined whether you're doing metal you're doing rock you're doing pop jazz R&B everything interlinks you know and it benefits everyone if we would just you know be brave enough to just put our hand out the bubble and go like okay like, I don't really understand pop music but, but yeah. I appreciate or I don't really understand rock but I appreciate so that's something I'm guilty of so I guess it's something that we all have to work on so I think that that's basically the main thing I think we're already such a small community mm -hmm. it's very funny that we tend to like diverge ourselves into even smaller right. groups yeah. although we are doing different music I understand but like it's still funny lah so um, yeah, but I will work on that and I hope everybody works on that too. <laughs> yeah, we should because, you know, actually, you know, as a lot of people say, you know, music unites us together. Yes. I mean, we should actually despite the different you know, races and languages, mm -hmm. you know, that we love in terms of genres of music. I think there's still one uh, that we can combine or unite together with still the music, yes. right? Okay. Um, what's next for you? What's going to do next? Uh, so we, I am currently, um, I'm done actually, kind of done writing my third EP. Third EP? Yeah. Okay, so. let's talk about the second first before we, <laughs> we move to the, yeah, we have not discussed the second song. So yes. we hear the mannequin. Yes. And then we have the Alive. Yes. So maybe you can share a little bit on the Alive. I want to hear that. Um, Alive, um, it's a transitional track to my um, second sophomore EP because I decided um, after the teen angst and pop rock, I'm like, you know, I'm at a stage of my life which I want to do like happy music, but the lyrics are like dark. So like bubblegum pop music, but with dark lyrics. So um, Alive was that transition because of the EDM element and influence. Mm -hmm. And then when it went straight up to my um, um, second sophomore record, which is Welcome to Hot City, um, if you know what Hot City is, Hot City is basically um, Singapore. <laughs> and uh, that 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 track, that whole EP is a commentary on um, the people I've met or like situations in Singapore. So like Hot City is about how everybody is just result-orientated. And then um, we have the second track, which is SXXXW, which is about how dating is now just about, um, you know, it's, it's less about the emotional connection, but the physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. And then we have Princess, which is where people climb on other people's status to get to where they are uh -huh. and then the last track Forgotten Natives is about um, the, the group of people that's very often forgotten so for example like people of colour in Singapore right. um, you know or um, other like uh, misplaced groups lah. so that whole EP is just a commentary on that and um, yeah so Alive was a transitional track in terms of sound sonically to like a more bubblegum more EDM dance kind of thing, which I had the privilege to work with um, Avenger Time, and um, which is from Zander Records. Used I don't know whether it is in Zander Records, but Avenger Time was when back then was with Zander Records and Jeff Hugh. Um, so I had like an awesome time creating that record. Where were these produced? Where are these uh, the second um, so-called EP produced? 
Where? Yeah. Uh, in people's bedrooms or in my own bedroom mostly. Really? Yeah, like all my music is, is I, I I'm go to people's bedrooms and make mm-hmm. music at. Uh, except um, Hot City, which was um, at Zendo Records, which um, featured, um, featured Bilal Hassani, which is from Eurovision 2019. So um, apart from that, all the music is like in people's houses. Wow. Yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd, but yeah, it's very personal. So like for Forgotten Natives, there's a section where the bridge was replaced by an entire conversation I had with the producer about my life, okay. which I didn't know until like he was mixing, he sent me the mix and I heard, I was like, when did this conversation, like, when do you record this? Oh, I said, when you're talking, I've always been recording. Now, like, oh, okay, how <laughs> odd and peculiar, but sure. So, um, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, most of my music are, is done in bedrooms, my bedroom or people's bedrooms. Or oh, even even the vocal tracks. Yeah. Wow. Most of the times, yes. See, yes. so you can do that, and every, you know, for those who get inspired of these and, and and decide to like, okay, I want to make your own music and 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 write my own stuff and and produce an album. I think. It's, yeah, I I think it's possible, right? Studio, it would, it's a bonus, but it's not a must. Mm-hmm. With how technology is now, everything can be cleaned up. Everything can be done, as long as uh, yeah. So as long as you have the right tools. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in the right microphone. Yes. <laughs> so head on down to CD Music. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is the advertisement, a little bit of the advertisement. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you were mentioning us about the next coming... Yes. Al- uh, is that a full album or just... It's an EP? EP. EP, okay. Yeah. Share with us. Yeah. Um, the EP, I would say, is a departure from Marcus and a more focus and zoomed in on Leon. I think a lot of the comments I got um, from my previous records was that I was um, very out of this world and people find it hard to connect with. And I agree because of the themes and the topics I talk about. It's very generalized and it's very um, pointed at specific like social issues. So for this um, EP, I said in my whole life, I'll never write love songs. But um, this EP is upcoming EP mostly consists of love, love songs, songs. Okay. and uh, I think my, pri- my 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 love life is something that I don't like to share, so it was very hard for me to. Although people s- listen and go like, "Oh, this is a normal pop song," but to me lyrically, it's very hard to just write and talk about my personal experience in love. Mm-hmm. So um, the EP is that, and it's um, very much chill because I was saying like jumping was very hard. So I want to now be able to write music that I can sit and sing on stage and I don't have to jump. So <laughs> it's all chill, like chill R&B music, something that is, um, I've always, uh, um, also very inspired by OSTs, like Korean, Thai, Chinese uh-huh. OSTs, um, with like the English language or maybe a mixture. And uh, it's also me exploring Asian, my, my Asian culture. Mm. I think um, a lot of time I put off like, Mandarin or put off like finding out more about my other Asian heritage because I find like oh it's not cool you know like people would say call me a potato like yellow on the outside but white on the inside Uh, so yeah so um, I wanted to take this upcoming EP to explore not only my emotions but the Asian culture in terms of visuals Mm -hmm. so that's something that I hope to be able to do yeah that's nice. Yeah. So when when we're expecting this release? Uh, so like we released just a first a first single recently for Valentine's Day, um, called Ichigo, uh, and uh, that is like a Mando English bilingual music, um, and then the rest of the EP mostly is just English music because I'm not good at Mandarin. I Google translated the entire lyrics. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so um, probably 
maybe end of the year or maybe next year but i will be releasing like singles, singles, singles just to see how how it res- how yeah how people respond to it but um like i said i want to take it easy now i used to be like okay may i have to release something june i have to release something how i'm going to film a music video for all my music that i put out i used to do a music video for all the videos all the music i put out mm-hmm. but right now um although i kind of scheduled this to be released in march 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 but i'm thinking like okay you know what I don't want to have to like push and force myself to make music. So I'm just thinking like maybe like give it a few more months, yeah. you know. I agree. Yeah, let me slowly like yeah, do slowly my visuals. Yeah. yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah, but the music has been written. Um, the demos have been done. So mostly it's just um putting it all together. And these are also done locally. Yeah. Wow. So um, Ichigo was co-produced by me and him so we we arranged and because i like oh i went to lasalle now i can make music so yeah. so uh we we, we kind of co-produced and then it was in collaboration with um three to two entertainment so it's like a new collective and um so they kind of like mix and master it so uh and uh yeah so a lot of things is like now done and i because making it more personal means that i feel uh, like i should get more involved because i'm kind of like involved in almost everything back then except music production Mm-hmm. So now since I'm involved in music production, it makes it a little more intimate for me, yep. the music. Yeah. Nice. How was your response to the the, the, the Valentine's Day release? Well, um, there, were, there were a lot of TikTok videos. Um, I've seen young kids dancing to it, people dancing to the song, which is very cute, only because we have um, a challenge out on TikTok. It's very weird. But you want to dance? We can teach you how to dance later. Like, I go to yeah, different... Yeah, not now. It's <laughs> later on after this is over. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, like, yeah, and um, the response has been great, lah. Like, I guess people go like, "Oh, wow, why is your music like that now?" But um, I think when when it comes to the general people, public people, are okay. And apparently, it's very hot with um, um, mothers. So, like, a lot of my friends' mothers, like, please help me save on my phone. So people call me like the auntie killer now because I kill wow. aunties with music. Okay. Yeah, music, yeah. Yeah, but okay. like. <laughs> um yeah, I, I think that after the Valentine's release, the rest upcoming songs will resonate more with like the youths. Cause yeah, I I yeah, Ichigo was just something fun that I wanted to do. And I wrote it like at Coffee Smith. So yeah, during a lecture when I'm bored. Sorry, teacher. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really bored and I decided to write. But yeah. Write something. You write something. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um Anything else that you want to share with the audience or a message to everyone? Uh, mostly to inspire them? Mm, I guess I would quote my songs. It's quite narcissistic. But like, uh, I have this lyric from a live which you'll hear later. Like, let's get wrong. Let's get reckless because we can do no wrong. Um, I think that even when you make mistakes, they are not entirely mistakes because you learn from them. So even if you've, you, you, you do something wrong, um, it's not wrong. So I think it's important to remember that like making mistakes is the correct thing. You know, you need to make mistakes in order to better yourself. Mm. So that's the lyric I would share. And apparently everyone on Tumblr used to resonate with that. So I guess I'm sharing it now. Nice. Yeah. So add to that, you know, despite that you're only 25. Yes. I can tell that you have gone through a lot of experiences in I, life. I, I guess so. You guess so? <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and yeah, the quotes that you actually um, said, you know, from the very beginning to now, I actually learned from you. It's something that, you know, it's, it's not just by reading a book and, and, you know, trying to be positive with what you actually read, mm-hmm. but 
something from the experience that actually I can feel from the heart. That's, Thank you. That's awesome. And, and thanks. And yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to end this um, uh, City Music live. Yes. But before we do that, yes. um, I would like to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having, uh, yeah, thank, uh, yeah. So we're going to, which is my colleague already said, oh, hey, we want these songs. Yes, yes. we're going to have, how many songs are you going to perform for us? Two. Two songs. Two songs? Yes. Okay, so we are not, we are not end yet. It's not the ending yet. So we're going to have two songs um, by Leon Marcus once again. Thank you. And um, Mervin on the guitar and he's playing on a Martin. Which model, uh, uh, Mervin, your, your guitar? Um, I've got a triple zero X1 AE. Okay, yes. it's a Martin. Martin, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, triple O X1 AE, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Okay, without further delay, take it away. Thank you. Leon, Marcus and Mervyn. So this song is alive. And yeah, I hope you all have a good day. You know when life pushes, pushes you down, I think you should just rise above it. Something I'm trying to learn and it's something that all of you should try to learn as well. Sins lost at war. This path we choose is a simple act of fear. Holding on to safety lands. Let's get a roll. We'll make it out strong. Let's get high. And insecure, we can make it out alive. Alive. It's dark and cold in this planet we call home. Scared as we're bound to lose it all Lost and forgotten The fear is growing strong Holding on to that glimpse of hope Let's get wrong We'll make it out strong Let's get high and insecure. We can make it out alive. We can make it out alive. Let's get wrong and make it out strong. Let's get high Insecure We can make it out alive Alive We 
make it out alive. Thank you. That's alive. Yeah. And uh, our next song, we will end up the show with. It's called Ichigo, and it's our latest single. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. It's about falling in love and just being honest. And yeah. This love is complicated, can't you say what you mean? I Strawberry, 
Leon, if let's say you know the audience wants wants to hear more of their songs, yes. where they can find him? They can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Melon, Jukebox, KKBox at Leon Marcus, L E O N M A R K C U S. Nice, don't forget that. You know, if, uh, support Leon Marcus because music from the heart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and on behalf of uh, City Music um, and everybody that's involved in this. Uh, City Music Live, like to thank you, Leon Marcus and Mervin for having, uh, you know, taking your time here with us and share the beautiful joy and love of music and everything with us. And we really truly appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you all for your hard work. It's it's an early day. I get it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I would like to... Um, uh, announce our, our sponsors again, once again, uh, Sony ZV-1 camera, aperture lights, the Audio-Technica microphone, Zoom Portrack P4, and not forgetting um, Scape for having us here. Yes. Thank you so much, Scape. And um, City Music, um, all the team from City Music, thank you so much for having all this possible. And uh, that's about it. And we're waiting for the next future, uh, uh, coming upcoming um, City Music Facebook Live. Yeah, thank yes. you. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank See you, you next time. Bye. Take care, guys. Stay safe.